Good day from Wall Street. This is Jack Marks for Wall Street Reporter. Today I am speaking with Paul Benham. He is the CEO of Elixinol Global Limited. The stock symbol is EXL on the Australian exchange and ELLXF over the counter. Uh, Paul, uh, welcome. Good day. Nice to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, can you can you start off by telling us what uh, Elixinol does? You have you know, you have looks like three different uh, areas of operations. Maybe you can you know give us a quick overview. Absolutely, uh, Elixinol Global uh, is a company, um, as you mentioned, uh, listed on the ASX um, and trading on the OTCQX, and consists of three companies um, that I founded. Um, a little background on myself to start with, uh, maybe um, before. I explain those three companies, is that I've been involved uh, with the hemp and cannabis industry for 23 years. Um, so I certainly have a, a lot of experience um, in comparison to, to many of the new listed companies or companies um, just entering into this space um, in, in the last couple of years. I've written nine books on industrial hemp uh, and, and continue to be a keynote lecturer at, at various conferences. Um, having created the first commercial hemp food product in Europe, um, I moved to Australia at the turn of the century to do the same here. And Hemp Foods Australia is one of the three entities under Elixinol Global. Hemp Foods Australia produces, uh, manufactures, um, in fact, um, hemp seeds, oil protein, flour, snack bars, and even hemp skincare items which are all FMCG products. So they're finished, branded product goods um, sold into the marketplace. Hemp Foods Australia is the number one brand um, for such products in Australia. Are uh, they sold... One, also, are they, do you yeah. sell the hemp foods outside of Australia? It is. Uh, we, we do export small quantities, uh, mainly to Japan at this stage, and, and a very small amount to, to the USA. Okay, and uh, and look, I'm I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What and the other two two divisions of uh, of the company? Yeah, the other two divisions. So, what one of the other two divisions is uh, our medical cannabis company, which is also based in Australia. Um, we consider that a startup. And um, if you can, if you look at uh, a number of the uh, ASX listed cannabis companies, they're very similar to um, what Lixnol in Australia has done. Um, which is create a, a plan for, for entering in the medical cannabis space. Um, the reason we chose to enter into Australia particularly was because the legislation is very clear. It's supported very much by the federal and state governments. So there's no um, ambiguity in terms of the legislation there. So um, Elixinol has created uh, a very clear plan to be completely vertically integrated. That includes high-tech greenhouse production, um, as well as outdoor production, uh, ready for manufacturing into four particular formulas to take to the Australian market. Um, that business, um, as of today's date, um, is officially waiting for, um, I guess, final sign-off by the Australian government, which is the Office of Drug Control, for its licenses to be able to produce. So as soon as we get that, we will be breaking ground and, and moving ahead um, with, with uh, commercializing that business as soon as possible. The third business, um, which is probably what Elixinol uh, Global is mainly 
known for. And the reason being probably is because it contains, uh, it, it, it looks after 85% of our revenue, um, approximately, um, is Elixinol. Um, the company Elixinol is a brand of hemp CBD dietary supplements uh, based in Boulder, Colorado. So most of, most of our staff and team, over 50 people, are ba- are, are, are working with Elixinol's branded uh, CBD products. And again, we have uh, created a vertically integrated company. Um, the, the reason we're vertically integrated is because we found that this industry um, is still very much at the early stages of development, and there's very few people who can um, supply the quantities or the quality um, that Elixinol um, has demanded to produce its high high quality finished products. Uh, but but the focus of the company, as all of our companies are, is to produce branded, finished, fast-moving consumer good products. So Elixinol produces uh, a number of hemp CBD dietary supplements, um, everything from tinctures, capsules, novel delivery devices like our X-Pen, like our low liposomal high bioavailable forms of, of uh, CBD. We do topical products as well. Um, and, and the list um, continues, of course. So th- that is very much where most of our focus is today, um, as we are one of the world's uh, leaders. Um, some say uh, we're, we're number three, according to, to Forbes, three or four um, in the world, um, in terms of our brand recognition. Um, but that is only um, the products that we actually sell directly to consumer and uh, via wholesale uh, retail trays. Um, we also have a, a small private label um, uh, part of our business, which is actually quite a significant part of our revenues, in fact. Um, and we've done that uh, mainly to understand what's really happening within this industry. Uh, we've identified that there, are, there is a lot of talk on the Internet, and it's very hard even for people such as myself who have been doing this for 20 years to ascertain what truly is a successful business because if you look on on the websites of many companies they all seem very successful and, and, and look great um, so we decided to sell um, or produce some products for some of these people um, which we've done um, and and a, and a good example is, is um, for uh, one, a company that produces pet products and then how we choose proper companies uh, that we sell private label to um, or manufacture for is by ensuring that they they do not uh, conflicts with our branded product strategy. So we weren't in the veterinary market, for example, but we chose to 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 do our research, and it seemed like it was a great market, um, as many d- different markets seem like that they're good um, for CBD. Um, and this is an, a, an example of a success where the company that we work with has grown um, significantly and um, now represents, um, you know, quite quite a good chunk of of our, of our revenue. Um, you know, with a, a, actually a 278% growth uh, year on year of in the first from the first half of 2017 to first half of 2018. Um, so th- these are ways that we do our market research, I guess, um, and, and look at you know potential ways to collaborate and um, to, to make good decisions in um, you know sh- should we uh, choose to consolidate in the future. Okay, so. Uh Paul, you're, you've been very modest. Uh, you haven't uh, mentioned uh, the, the, the uh, tremendous growth in your revenues and profits. Uh, so can you kind of uh, give our audience a, a quick overview of uh, some of your recent uh, results in that area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, our first half year in, in 2018 uh, provided uh, $14.9 million 
of revenue, which was up 110% on the previous year. Um, most of that, as, as mentioned earlier, was from our US division. Um, we are actually a profitable company, uh, which in the cannabis space is, is quite significant. Um, and, and also, you know, to give you, a, a, I guess, a comparative in terms of revenues, if you take every ASX cannabis listed stock, um, and, there, and there are quite a few of them now, um, and you add up all of their revenues, um, last last independent report said that we our revenues are 400% more than all of the ASX cannabis listed stocks together. Um, so, you know, I guess from an Australian perspective, we, we stand out. Um, and and even within the global cannabis stocks, um, we, we are definitely up in in a, in a, in the top list, I should say. Um, you know, the, the market in general for CBD is apparently, according to independent groups such as the Brightfield Group, uh, growing at 55% CAGR, um, when we are obviously growing much faster than that, nearly 120%. Um, in our third quarter results for this year, um, we announced um, revenues of over $10 million, which was 27% quarter-on-quarter growth um, alone. So. Um, oh, we, 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 you know, we have shown, you know, continually increase in our growth um, so far this year, um, and um, you know, we, we look forward to, to seeing what the future brings, and we are certainly preparing for that future today. Okay, uh, one quick thing: the 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 dollar numbers that's Australian or, or U.S. dollars? Oh, I apologize. Yes, as an ASX company, we we report in Australian dollars. Australian. Okay, so it's uh, the U.S. So I guess it's. About twenty twenty two percent less, roughly. Uh, roughly. Roughly. Okay. So, um, still impressive. Uh, can you, you know, before I, I kind of get into the, like uh, some of your products, can you maybe tell us what's the difference between uh, hemp, marijuana, CBD? What are the, you know, because I think a lot of people are find it confusing to differentiate. Yes. Um, and, and which areas and, 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 are you active in? Which which of, which sure, of those are you sure, active in? Sure. Well, I think you know that's again one of the differences between our our company and most other companies is that we are in, in involved with all of those avenues except for recreational forms of cannabis. So we're, we're I guess you know all based upon science um, and and we're and we're interested in the business. Um, and you know we're capable of doing that, as I said, because of more than two decades of my work in this industry. Um, I feel that I have a really good scientific understanding, a global understanding, um, a really good picture of where the future of this industry is heading. Um, and um, thankfully, because of a lot of uh, commercial experience, um, felt very comfortable in building teams of the best people that I can surround myself with. Um, using the best and most um, efficient scalable systems to back that up. Um, so that, that is truly the foundation of, of, um, of the business. Um, but to your question specifically, what is the difference between hemp and cannabis? Uh, ultimately, they are the same plant. Um, the confusion lies because the, the, the world has created different legislative environments for cannabis and the way they've done that has not been the same um, if you could summarize the situation it would be uh, that hemp is a form of cannabis with very low uh, thc or delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol is the true scientific name um, for the psychoactive ingredient that gets you high 
So that, that's the ingredient that at a particular level or below a particular level, I should say, is industrial hemp. And above that level um, is considered marijuana or cannabis or, or whatever you want to call it. From, from my perspective, it's all cannabis. Um, and we just focus on the legislative environments in each country that we work in. And we do work in, in many countries around the world. Elixir itself exports to 40 different countries. Um, we have a, um, an interest in a 50% interest in a Japanese uh, distribution company. Um, we have a, a team of people in Europe and we have uh, a business manager um, overseeing all our Latin American um, operations. So um, we, we very much look at it from a, from a global perspective. Um, in the U.S., the states have been supporting um, hemp uh, for quite some time, but it, it hasn't been um, clear from a federal level. And um, that is what the, uh, the recent farm bill um, announcements um, the, the, in, in terms of um, what Mitch McConnell has been supporting, um, it, it will, will change that and, I guess, bring clarity to that question. What is hemp and, and what is um, marijuana? So, um, you know, CBD uh, as a dietary supplement can be sourced from either hemp or marijuana. Um, however, the marijuana laws are very strict in so far as um, there has to be very clear tracking of, of, of forms of um, marijuana or high THC forms of cannabis. Um, and to go through that system is, is a rather costly experience which is why a number of cannabis companies report in dollars per gram of their material. Um, I find that, um, you know, honestly, from my perspective, um, nearly amusing that, that people uh, relate to price per gram, um, where, you know, I relate to price per hectare um, or per ton of material, um, because I've, I, I, I guess I'm much more used to growing the same crop in broad acre in terms so rather than using the really expensive forms of greenhouses for producing cannabis or marijuana, um, it's much cheaper, uh, we find, to grow, um, I guess you can say per gram, um, when, when you're growing it broad acre in um, hundreds and um, potentially thousands of, of acres at a time. So um, it makes no sense for, for hemp CBD companies to source from the marijuana industry, so there's no crossover between the two. Um, it absolutely makes much more sense to grow um, you know, hemp in, in those cheaper forms. And I believe that the future of medical cannabis, in fact, will be to be growing it outdoors um, in larger scale also to reduce those costs. Um, and our medical cannabis, our pharmaceutical GMP division is, is certainly considering those options. Um, so, you know, I guess, you know, again, when you ask me, you know, what is the difference, the, the difference in terms of market for hemp in my opinion, and I know this is quite a bold statement to say, but I believe um, hemp CBD-based products um, has a much larger market potential than uh, the entire cannabis, um, medical cannabis industry um, globally. Um, I think a lot more people want the benefits of hemp and CBD-based products um, that don't get you high, that you can consume while you're at work, um, while you know driving and and and, and the like, um, rather than um, the products that that do get you high. Um, okay. Okay. So I, I think you know we're really aiming at the more mainstream markets. Uh, Paul, now out of the you know looks like so this year you're you're tracking for you know 28 million plus in revenues roughly. 
which out of that, what are what are some of your uh, you know your biggest products? Like, what where is all that growth coming from? Um, well, I think uh, most of our growth is certainly coming from the Elixinol CBD side of of our world today. Um, of which we continue to develop new products, um, you know, again, focused more on the mainstream. Um, we don't want to ignore our hemp foods division in Australia, which is developing also finished products that, that is uh, certainly aiming more at the mainstream as well. Um, markets by creating finished products with hemp. So not just hemp seeds, uh, but actually, you know, things like snack bars and with hemp in them. So, you know, a lot more people want a snack bar than they do want to eat a seed. <laughs> In a, in a packet, for example, we believe. So, you know, that's definitely our focus in, in, in moving forward um, and, and I guess investing more in what we understand um, to be uh, the, the growing market. So, you know, asking what our products are best selling today is interesting, but we believe, you know, we're, we're, this industry is just truly just beginning. It's truly only now getting mainstream acceptance. So it's a very exciting time moving forward. Now, in terms of uh, the Elixinol the brand, um, how are you? How how do you differentiate, and and how are you competing with you know all the other you know CBD or hemp products, you know which are really flooding the markets right now? Uh, I, I, well, the main reason is that we're based based upon science, so we don't just put CBD in a pack and put a label on it and try and sell the hell out of it. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that that's not necessarily good business. I, I see some companies doing some great business, um, uh, you know, with that model. Um, I guess you know I. My, I have a very strong passion for this industry and the science and why we are producing these products. Um, so we, we have a great laboratory team, a new product development team, and that, the products and the quality that we produce is a real big difference uh, between ourselves um, and other other companies. So you know we focus fully on, on, on only on full spectrum products, and we don't use you know isolated chemicals as we don't believe that they're they're um, as beneficial to the end consumer. Uh, we ensure that you know the terpene profile that is behind the product um, is very much considered. Uh, we ensure that our products taste good, um, and we provide different delivery devices for different people. So you know it, it's really I guess focusing on, on quality rather than you know you know the cheapest price um, out there. And we're not the most expensive product out there, uh, but we believe that we uh, certainly are the best. And how the the Elixinol line, like how how is it marketed? Where is it distributed? And it's global, from what from what you mentioned before. Is that right? It, it is, um, but again, I don't want to mislead anybody. Most of our sales are within uh, North America, and that is our focus. We are a U.S. focused and based business, um, and and Elixinol is you know has a significant revenue on its website, so that's direct to consumer, which is very exciting for us. Obviously, some great margins uh, to support our business there. Um, we also have a, a small um, wholesale or retail distribution model, um, which uh, so far to date, at least, um, we haven't focused on the big stores or the big distribution channels, um, which uh, it's not saying that we won't um, moving forward in the, in the very near future. Um, but today, what, what we've chosen to do is go have a very wide distribution model. So we, sold, we sell to doctors, general practitioners. Uh, we sell to chiropractors. We sell to naturopaths. Um, we sell to you know, yoga studios, you know, aimed at the more yoga mum kind of market. Um, we also sell a little bit into independent health food stores as well. So, you know, we, we, 
and, and the list goes on actually, and, and we've done that on purpose because we wanted to have a wide distribution model so we were more secure in our future sales. Um, we are capable and are um, ready and, and willing now to move into the, I guess, the deeper or the taller um, distribution models of, of brokers and big box stores, which we, um, you know, feel confident uh, will, you know, will take a more serious look at our industry um, once uh, the farm bill moves through. Okay, Paul. I know. I know you're at the airport waiting for flights. So I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up with just a, a few more questions here. Uh, you you recently raised uh, forty million plus. You have uh, a bunch of cash in the bank. I believe it's around ten million right now. Uh, yep, that's about right. So how how will you you know how will you be deploying this capital? You know, what are some of your you know your key growth initiatives for the next uh, twelve months? Uh, that, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think the, the focus of, of that is is the fact that this this industry and market is growing rapidly. Um, and as much as we've you know focused on wide distribution and, and having a really strong foundation and great products, um, it, it seems the time now to actually you know build and and take I guess you know the real estate we'll say. Um, so what we're going for now is to increase our sales and marketing um, uh, power. And we're doing that by using that investment uh, predominantly uh, for that purpose within the U.S. by ensuring that we have, firstly, you know, a strong uh, production um, facility so we're able and capable of supplying um, you know, a much larger uh, demand than our future growth is showing even today. Um, so that, that's the foundation. But then, of course, increasing um, our sales force, not only internally but using ex- external salespeople and sales teams as well as marketing, uh, advertising, PR, and, and using national uh, reputable firms uh, for that. You know, so moving, I guess, more from an organic growth company to absolutely a powerful um, sales and marketing FMCG business. That, that's the main reason why we just uh, raised $40 million um, in, in October of this year. Um, and and, and that, that is predominantly in the U.S., as I've said before, but also um, incorporates our sales in Japan and particularly in Europe, um, where, you know, we, we're looking at bringing, well, we have just brought on, um, in fact, um, a 12 staff team or, who are all sales and marketing executives focused purely on, on that um, in increasing our sales and marketing distribution. So um, that's where we're focused moving forward. Uh, Paul, what, what's your vision for uh, Elixinol over the next uh, two, three years? What, what will this company look like? And uh, what maybe if you feel comfortable making some uh, revenue projections? Um, you know, moving forward, I think, um, you know, we will be one of the, you know, we, will, we certainly intend to stay in the top three leadership position in CBD consumer products, but globally. Um, rather than just in the U.S., and we think you know the rest of the world is catching on to these kind of products. Uh, we also intend to be a global leader in the hemp foods branded FMCG products, um, with a very strong direct sales orientated business um, for our CBD consumer products. Uh, we intend to be a strong household retail brand um, name across all of our business units, uh, while increasing our, uh, our, our focused targeted. Um, position in the pharmaceutical GMP medical cannabis industry. 
Um, so that, that is the vision for the future. In, in terms of revenues, it, it's so hard to say. There are so moving, so many moving targets in this industry that keep opening up, to be honest, and making our future look brighter and brighter, um, uh, which is part of the reason why we're, we're not giving forecasts at this time. Um, but we hope that um, people will join us on this journey, um, and, you know, which has already started, which we're reporting you know, every quarter. Um, our top line revenues and our half yearly and annual results, um, which so far, um, as, as you mentioned earlier, um, have shown uh, great success. And um, we look forward to continuing that trend. Uh, Paul, on that note, uh, I want to thank you. Uh, and uh, we look forward to following the story in the months ahead. Thank you very much.